Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. with my beautiful boy, uh, Adonis of the Airwaves, the marble sculpture of your hearts, David by Michelangelo, but no penis, and an ass that droops and hooves, it's Andy Bush! Thanks. Thanks for just just bringing me right to the tip and throwing me off the edge. Come on. Do you know how many guys would give good money to be as gorgeous as David? With no penis? That's the price. And if that were the price, many would pay. How would they? What's the point then? It's not necessarily no penis. It's kind of like a little acorn. (laughs) Well, oh yeah. Andy's got a nub that's growing back. I've already used this comparison, but I'll use it again. Like the head of the alien portrayed by Tony Shalhoub in Men in Black. I think what he was trying to say was the sculpture of David actually has a very small penis. No, he was talking about you. Yeah, no, I was talking about yours. Yeah, but you were... All right, fine. Yeah. You know, like... He, he, it's like a little bubble like it's kind of like it's growing out it's a little bubble it's got an amber hue like uh, a bit of like Jurassic Park growing a mosquito <laughs> is that right this is just like come gross. on come I know on. we're leading we're always, with a we're leading with a penis we lead with blue but <laughs> that's only because then we can ease away oh yeah yeah I'm sure we'll be gone so we push away what? all of the prudes and then slowly disappoint all the pervs and yeah. that's how you win that's how you win in this internet age. Anyway, I called you beautiful. With us with us as always, it's our intern fresh from year uh, 49, <laughs> who knows, of the Ryerson, Ryerson's newly minted Endless Podcast program. It's Everardo! What's up, guys? And yeah, it's not really a set year. It's kind of more like a phase. So right now I feel like I'm in phase six of podcasting. Okay. Which this phase is probably going to be another four years. Four year um, phase. Yeah. Is that an official thing? They just they call them phases, or is that just you personally saying it's just a phase? Well, I've been saying it for a couple of years now, and so I guess that's kind of official in a I lot heard, of ways. I heard they don't do numerical uh, years anymore. They do it more color scheme, like swimming lessons. Would you say that you're in maroon? Yeah, yeah. I'm in maroon. I'm working on my tadpole uh, <laughs> podcasting lesson. Okay, that's, yeah, you don't know what maroon means in the context of swimming, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what they told me at Ryerson, too. 
And they're like, you don't want to go back to Tadpole. And I said, you know what? I do. And now that you said it, I'm extra indignant about it. And I will go back to Tadpole. I'll, I'm actually starting over. It's yeah, fresh. I, I think okay. they, I think they changed the the references for like swimming. They, for swimming. What, what is it now? I, I, I guess, I guess it's Tadpole Frog. It's Tadpole Frog Maroon Brown, and then Black Belt Belt. <laughs> It becomes a belt at the end. Yeah. And that's why only lifeguards have those. Life- oh, that is... That explains, black belts? If you saw a lifeguard with a black belt, which I don't feel like is outside the realm of possibility, mm. that would be something to fear. Because you're about to be saved by a nerd. The only time I ever got in like serious, serious trouble was with a lifeguard. Like serious trouble. What do you mean? I never got in trouble with the law or anything like that, but one at one point... Me never my... been in trouble with the law. All right, yeah, let's but go into the song. But the lifeguard gets do it. me down. Yeah, okay. right. I know my version of the man. Yeah. He's supposed to protect my life. Yep. Go on, Andy. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to tell a story, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, okay. You go, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. I have a feeling I know how this is going to go. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking, no, and no, then no. you will take a random word no. and turn it into a song. That's not what I do, Andy. No? I have, what song was that? Was I have, that an actual song? I have eschewed sketch logic. I no longer take an opportunity to build a game out of a premise. I hear a premise, knock off a quick song, and then let the let things follow. That wasn't even a premise. I was literally just telling you I got in trouble with a lifeguard. Is that a premise? There's a premise of someone who's only... Here, it's actually and if, for all the burgeoning sketch writers out there. All right, maybe that's yeah. He does okay. Sure, I get it. Great yeah. premise. Someone who's never had trouble with the blue-clad pigs that we call law enforcement, but rather has had a brief engagement negative with a lifeguard, and now treats lifeguards like their police. Honestly, that is that's. Have you taken any UCB classes? Because that's that's mapping essentially. I, I think that's fantastic. I took the Second City sketch writing class, and I know that I mapped um, man walking on the moon with man opening a jar of pickles without help. <laughs> and so, well, oh, and heighten that, people would believe that it was faked. You know what I mean? Yeah, someone, yeah thought like someone thought it was fixed. No one could open a jar of pickles without knocking it around on the lid a bunch of times with the back of a knife first or using a wet cloth. It was all pictures. You got a director to... Anyway, can I tell my story? Please. The only one stopping it's, it's you is totally, you. No, it's anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. That's, that's your drag race name. Uh, it's not that's your drag race said. Name. Oh that's your drag God. race name. That's your drag race name. What would you be your thing? Would you be a face queen or a look queen or a... Uh, would you be like a, a, a pageant queen? Or I've would, never would you be watched... Like a, would you be like a party scene queen? I honestly don't know the difference. I'm sorry. I haven't watched Drag Race. Um, use your basic knowledge of noun differences okay. and take a wild guess. Uh, sure. Uh, the, uh, what, what were the options again? You'd be a pageant queen. You'd be no, a pageant yeah, queen. All right. Yeah, that's me. You'd be one of those like Instagram queens who gets on and then is gone the next episode. <laughs> so, like, I didn't realize yeah. I had to know anything. But it's still so mean to everyone backstage when they're getting ready. Love it. Okay, Andy, please tell your story. I, I got in trouble with a lifeguard because I uh, my friend threw a piece of soap at his head and hit him in the head. What the hell? That, and then he was very angry at that, I guess, obviously. It was just a little tiny piece of soap, but he kicked us out. Uh, like a piece it. of a bar of soap. It, yeah, it was a piece of a bar of soap. It was like, for some reason, I don't know why there was a soap at a at pool at the pool. A soap? 
Like a piece of soap. A bar of soap. A bar of soap. <laughs> a piece of soap. A piece of soap. It was a piece of soap. It was like a piece of a bar of soap. Yes, all right, okay. fine. Okay, I was just trying to be economical. So yeah, a piece Ooh, of... Oh, that's a segue into our next guest. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, <laughs> much as I wish we could let Andy finish the story, we can't. Because when a, you. when a segue is that good, you can't turn your eye away from it. You got to embrace it. Our first guest, and we will get the end of Andy's story by the end of the episode. No, we so won't. It doesn't. It's so... Whatever. Let's just Please say stay tuned. It involves Andy running on the pool deck. I just... Never mind. Get to the... That segue was fantastic, even though people don't know what that segue is for. That's right. We're going to get to it. it. We're going to get to it. God damn it. If you would let us get to it, Andy, they'd know. Oh, don't you pile on me, Everardo. That's not what you're here for. Oh, Everardo, you just threw a piece of emotional soap at Andy just now, and he snapped. <laughs> Lifeguard style. Our next guest, our only guest, is an economist, a federal economist, or at least a former one. And I brought her on to talk with Andy about his personal finances. I hope that's what this means. I hope that's what she's good at. Please welcome Janet Yellen. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. I uh, left the... American Federal Reserve last year. I got fired by Trump, and then I thought, yeah, I'll probably check out what Canada's about. Oh, my God. It's You're that easy? Wow. You just could just come across the border? Yeah. I brought them some Timbits. Oh, oh they love that. That must be it. Yeah. That brings us to my favorite segment of all time. And Janet, I'm so excited. You're a new Canadian, so we're going to introduce you to all the fun and games of Canada Thanks. by way of our favorite segment. Uh, roll up that rim with him. <laughs> When you're rolling up that rim, you better do it with your favorite buddy, Andy. As you can see, we've all got Tim Hortons cups in front of us. Yep, I see that. And I purchased all of these this morning for a new segment we called Roll Up the Rim with Him. Uh, him with a capital H, because of course I'm referring to the big man upstairs, God. Oh, God. The, who did you say? The king? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I said the king. Is that what you said? Yes. Does Canada have a king? Yeah. Ooh. No, we have a queen. We have we have a figurehead monarch, Queen Elizabeth II. Oh? But, we have, but we have a queen. You guys couldn't get the first one? You had to get the second one? Yeah, we yeah. missed out on the first one. <laughs> we got the sequel. All right, well, it's fine. The sequel's good, though. This is like an alien versus aliens type of deal. It's like first Queen Elizabeth, but plus the Marines. <laughs> what was uh, Queen Elizabeth... Who was Queen Elizabeth the first? She was way back. She was way back, right? <laughs> she yeah. was like Shakespeare, wasn't she? Elizabethan the times? Elizabeth yes, of course. The mm -hmm. Elizabethan times. And then the Victorian. And then... I mean, there's like some that. shit in between, but There's yeah. shit in between. There's King, King George and shit. Sure. I don't know. Right. Who was... Is King George the one who needed to learn the king's speech? Uh, King George went crazy. And also King George... I think King George III was... You would know about King George being an American, right? Because... Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Because I'm old. Yeah. Oh wait. I'm wait, so how old are you? You okay. actually remember King George times? Yeah. Hey, no, you... we went to school together. Oh my God. Wow. She's old as hell, folks. <laughs> she's old. She's older than my son Andy, who is 140. So you remember the 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 American Revolution? Well, like not super well. It was like a while ago, but like yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, well, that's going to become a way bigger uh, avenue for questions. Um, first of all, thank you so much for combating the stereotype that women past a certain age can't get hired to prominent roles by becoming head of the Federal Reserve, presumably at the age of 400 and something. Were you in retirement you came out of retirement? Well, you never really retire when you're an economist, you know? It oh, just like becomes yeah, who you are. Sure, did I take a couple years off to go painting? Yes. Okay. But then, you know, when the Federal Reserve was like, hey, it's 2014 and we're still post-recession. What are we going to do about it? I said, don't worry, Janet's here. Wow. And they were like, holy shit, you're still alive. You look great. I can't believe <laughs> Thank you, I do. you're aging in Old Testament biblical years and yet are fine. So, okay, you are so old and you must know so much about... Okay, I feel like that's rude. I'm not so old. Andy, I'm just, I'm normal. I'm sorry. I, normal, but you, you... Watch your fucking mouth, Andy. You admitted to being 400 and something. Don't assume a woman's age. But you, okay, all right. I, I apologize Andy, for... come on. Assuming. Thank you. Even though you said that you went to school wow. with King George, but that's, okay, whatever. Let's so, move on to a Yeah, I'll topic. move on to, yeah. Well, I was, I was going to ask, what exactly does an economist do? Okay. I mean... That's a good question, and we're going to put a pin in it... Okay. ...to talk about <laughs> <Sure>. two things. <laughs> talk about two things. One, uh, which was the king in the king's speech? That was later, right? Was that Edward? I think he's that old raisin who just got into a car accident recently. Oh my god, that's not no, true. No, it's not. That's oh wait, just who's the that queen's guy? husband. Oh. Queen's husband. Was he, he not the king then? He was never the king. You don't get to just be the king. <laughs> I, don't, I well, thought you, you married into it Game of Thrones style. You just get to be the king if you're born into it. No, but I mean like if you marry the queen, you don't get to become the king, right? No. That's like one of those weird rules. No, you have to earn mm. it. Yeah, if you're the duke, is he a duke? <laughs> if you're a, a duke, duke, or is he a prince? What's he called? Prince, uh... I like you calling him the Raisin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's his uh, royal title, isn't it? <laughs> the, the Royal Raisin. He's a certified no. creep, right? He's a bad guy? What? I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. There was a couple things of him like... Philip? Yeah. King, yeah. Um, he was a bad driver, that's for sure. Well, he was 90-something. He shouldn't have been driving. So. Baby driver. More like uh, the opposite, oldest possible man driver. We're never going to find out what an economist does, to, are we? That's fine. We'll get there because we, we will never. Find we have it. to revisit the game of the week. Of course, it's roll up the rim with him. All right. Him with a capital H, not referring to the king, but of course referring to God Himself, the one who put us here, the one who I believe in wholeheartedly. Now, ask me about scripture. Okay, so, um, we're all rolling up our rims. Uh, Andy, would you like to roll up your rim first and see what it says? Yep. Uh, please try again. Classic. Yeah, well, of Classic. course. I knew that's what it would It's be. like a magnet finding its home. <laughs> uh, Everardo, do you want to read your rim? Roll that up there. Yeah. Mine's mine's that emoji guy shrugging. Oh. You know that guy? Read the back of it. What's it say on the other side? Maybe it'll clarify a little. It says, get fucked. Okay. Holy okay. smokes. The cups are kind of like a Deadpool. <laughs> have Deadpool on it. That's actually true. Yeah, those were promotional <laughs> Tim Hortons cups from the Deadpool campaign. And, uh, nice, and he snagged them. That's why you can roll up the rim and it's either got shrugging guy saying, fuck <laughs> you, or you can get one that's like, uh, you want a muffin, douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the best thing you can win is a douchebag. Yeah, got another one. We got dozens on the table here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, 
This one's just a list of Ryan Reynolds' former movies oh, and wow. how bad they were. Okay. <laughs> oh no, that's yeah. kind of that's meta. Well, that's that's kind of yeah, like well, that's the thing. That's that's what that's what Deadpool does. He just keeps talking about Ryan Reynolds' career and how terrible it was before. Oh, that's Deadpool. right. And then he remember looks, Green he Lantern yeah. right at the camera <laughs> yeah. and goes, "Who would hire this guy?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "At least this is an R.I.P.D." <laughs> I actually, yeah. I, 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 I gotta just say, even though we're riffing on, don't like, you do no, it. I, I, I really genuinely like Deadpool. So, Andy, what are you doing right now? I just want to say, and we can go back to riffing and making fun of him and stuff. But I really like Deadpool. I like Ryan Reynolds. I've liked him since like Two Guys a Girl in the Pizza Place. Changed mm-hmm. to Two Guys, no, to to something. Two guys, two a girl. guys, a girl, two guys and a girl. The Pizza Place dropped off. Wait, no, wasn't it based on a play called Two Guys and a Girl or some shit? I don't know, but whatever it was, it was a great show, and Ryan Reynolds is a goddamn star, and honestly, he uh, he was... Listen, no, he was just... He was typecast. Listen. It was a good show. I don't mind Ryan Reynolds. He's a charming guy. He's a charming guy. He's an awesome guy. He had his slick, dick, rude guy turn in Adventureland, <laughs> and I thought it worked. I thought the structure, the plot structure of Deadpool was very fun, uh, and tight, and good. The tone of the jokes... Okay. Is the best part of that movie. Yes, What's not exactly. to like? What's not to like? Yes. What's not to like? What's not to like? I'm not taking the opposite view on this. I think it was a good... Sh- I think they, they were trying I something. I blushed from the first moment till the end. My parents loved it. They were blown away. It was like that and like when, when they saw Borat. They loved it. Oh my God. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> look, winking through the mask at me yeah. per- personally and saying like, uh, hey, um, don't watch this part, okay? Uh, I liked that. I loved it. I loved the movie. Called me a douchebag. We had the subtitles on. The subtitles did not match what was going on on the screen. That's fun. Occasionally, they turned into like pop music lyrics. It was so outrageous. For real? No. Okay. Because I was gonna say that would be like really insulting to people who can't like hear. That'd be like, oh shit. Anyway, that would be amazing. It would be like yeah, I bet the subtitles for that are like the normal subtitles, but every once in a while, in brackets, it says "you dick." What was that like getting fired by Trump? How did he do it? Did he just do the, you're fired? Well, it was a tweet. It was a tweet? It was a tweet. You got fired in a tweet? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I hoped I would get the the apprentice. Uh... <laughs> so cameras and everything? Dim lights. Yeah, yeah I mean, I wanted to, to at least be on TV if I was going to get fired. But no, he just did it by tweet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, rough. I don't, it's pretty rough. You know what? I'm going to say something that might be a bit controversial. Not a fan. Not a fan of Trump? Not a fan. Yeah. Wow. You've lived through some despots and strange rulers in your uh, years on this earth. How does Trump rank? Oh, I mean, he's, you know, one of the one of the more handsome ones, I would say. Oh, baby. Wow. Right? wow. Is that just because of advances in like modern dentistry and such? <laughs> well, yeah, I think if you put it all into perspective, it's like he, he figured out, you know, the, the, the tanning and, and the, the, the hair piece and all. You know what I mean? He's like really trying. Jim Tan Laundry. Mm-hmm. Jim mm-hmm. Tan Laundry. Mm-hmm. What is that? You have to. Jersey Shore. Oh, oh, sorry. I don't... No, so I mean, I think he deserves some credit for, for trying hard, you know? Sure, okay. Yeah, some other people, they lose their teeth and they're like, great, we're just going to go toothless. And that's not a good look. Oh, yeah. You must have lived through that right. many times through like old England. Mm-hmm. It's See incredible. You have, your, you have your mm-hmm. teeth. You have, all, like, you have everything. Thank you. I uh, moisturize. I moisturize. Moisturize those teeth. So I didn't that realize that that was... They do look soft. Listen, they don't tell you this. <laughs> you do look soft. They don't tell you this, but if you get on YouTube, some young girls will teach you about it. 
A Jenner, perhaps. Like they call them beauty gurus. They'll tell you what to do with moisturizer, and then you can look as youthful as I am. Is that like the new thing? Like when people were like drinking oil or whatever, and like oh my god, that's called oil pulling. Just drink oil. It's called oil pulling. (laughs) And you're you're supposed to do it with a fancy oil. You can't do it with your average like vegetable canola or that's garbage yeah but you need you need um like a like a fancy wait a second you drink olive oil no you don't andy you don't drink it shut the fuck up (laughs) shut the fuck up you moron okay go on no you you i'm sorry you gargle it and then you have the oil go in between your teeth and it pulls out the impurities it's like Mm. flossing but with oil oh wow interesting Uh yeah and you know what? I think I can speak for everyone that every time I floss, I have at least one time the thought, I wish this was oil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a yeah. belly full of oil after before bed is nice. But you don't swallow it. No, no you no. don't swallow it. You spit out. You don't just drink. No, you have to spit out the impurities. That's how you get it. So you seem to know a lot about all these like little hacks, these beauty hacks. I've had a long time to be on the internet. You've had, wait a second. You, you've had you've the been same on the amount of time. Exactly amount, the amount of time that I've been on. Because I was around when the internet kind of like came about. Are you suggesting that there was an internet prior to the internet we know about now? I mean, I'm not supposed to say. Please do Please. say. Yeah. This is a safe yeah. space. I promise the 12 listeners won't tell. Yeah, no one listens to well, this. Well, I just want, I just, I mean, is it really called an internet? It was like a chat room. Okay. Yeah. Was it online so or was it just people internet. getting together to chat? Like a salon? No, no, no. It was like on our phones. You wait a second. You have wait. Now you're telling us that there was like the internet on the phones. Wait, that 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 didn't come out till like 2010. Well, I mean, that's what you know. So Rogers tells you. So you have okay. Oh, so you even know what. Wow. So you have all of this access to this new techno, this technology that's been around. Yeah. I guess being in the American government, that's kind of what you would get. Is that is that what you're saying? Or yeah. even before that. I mean, yeah. I feel like it was just. You know, a, a, a group of friends, and then we figured out how to put the internet on our phones, and we had a group chat going for a couple hundred years. Wow. And then, you know, then once everyone else caught up, we're like, oh, yeah, MSN. That's where we met. Wait, how old are phones? <laughs> yeah. You invented phones, cell towers, the internet, and you told no one about it. No, not me. I was just invited to the you group invited. chat. You were invited. So this happened, and no, and you guys just hoarded it. It's like GPS. The Americans had GPS. For a long time, like 20 oh, years. Oh, Andy going on his GPS yeah. conspiracy theory. Oh, it's not a conspiracy. <laughs> oh, GPS. It's not a conspiracy. GPS. They opened it up in like, I think the 2000s or, or late 1990s. So so everyone could use it. But for the longest time, GPS. the American military held, held on to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is upset because he could have been doing geocaching for 20 extra years. <laughs> but he had to wait until GPS was is awesome. publicly accessible. Yeah. It just gets you out of the house. Ah! <laughs> And he loves a geocache. I found geocaches without even like looking it up. I was like on a hike and I found a geocache. What'd you do? Did you get rid of it to fuck with some nerds? No. <laughs> I looked at it and I just kind of gave it a little nod and I put it back. Oh, leave only footprints, take only photographs. That's nice, Andy. Mm. When it comes to geocaching, that's the geocacher's creed. <laughs> Is it? No. Okay. I think that's a hiker's creed. I'm just blown away that you had phones and you didn't use them. I mean, like think of all the different... I mean, God, like all the great things that could have happened if the world had phones and if the world had access to that kind of communication. You know, I, I don't know that we were thinking about it at the time, you know. At you were the just time, exchanging beauty tips. <laughs> it was just the six of us. We were like, what do we do with moisturizers? Oh, who were these other uh, five uh, people involved? It was just the former Federal Reserve chairs. They've lived for <laughs> hundreds me? of years? Listen, I feel like we've... 
I feel like we just discovered moisturizer like a little bit before everyone else. And folks. And I think that summarizes all that well and ties up all the loose ends. (laughs) Speaking of oil pulling, uh, we used to have oil pulling in our house when Andy was going through puberty and it's, that's not what it meant. Oh God. You guessed it. Yeah, I didn't, and he would oil up his, to quote him, little guy, and then pull on him. <laughs> Why would I? Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. And he liked to use the expensive olive oil. Andy, we gave you the KY for a reason. You could never help but be a little rascal about it. It just didn't smell as good as the olive oil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Andy, if you want Andy's me to organic. get in on this improv, I'll do it. <laughs> Andy, this is gross when you do it. You've got to say, no, no, don't talk about like that. <laughs> All right, fine. Don't talk about it. It didn't happen like that. Uh, didn't match the date. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Asking our questions, getting some answers, sex education of a specific kind. Why are you mime playing the piano, Dad? <laughs> We're gonna fill that in. Yeah. You're gonna fill oh okay. So you're just you're just showing Stefan what chords you want him to play? <laughs> That's right. Okay. And uh, note to our music director, uh, this should be a dog keyboard, please. <laughs> just <laughs> Just dog sounds. All Everyone right. always plays dog keyboard so fast, like, <laughs> but nobody ever plays like dog keyboard ballads. Or chords. that's what I want. Or dog keyboard chords. chords. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear yeah. chords. You're right. You don't hear like. <laughs> like what do you call a dog like... keyboard chord? A cordy. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Wow. And doff of my cap. That's and you'll that's see impressive. as I doff my cap to you, Andy. Mm-hmm. Notice anything different about my head? Yeah, you have a little dog inside. That's it. right. I dog. saw your ratatouille rat that lives on top of your head, pulling your hair to make you do things, and purchased myself a teacup-sized dog. Can I? That's he's shaking so much. He's terrified, but he's getting used to it. <laughs> Can I just ask? Because I haven't seen Ratatouille, and it's very weird that he's pulling on my hair and it's making me do things. Is that he's, what happens in the movie? It's actually weirdest that he's pulling on your hair and making you ask about Ratatouille, <laughs> which means he hasn't seen Ratatouille, which is fucked. What were you going to ask? Well, I just want to know, in Ratatouille, is that what happens? Like, there's a chef, and somehow he knows... Yeah, like, they work out a hair pull system like a puppeteer. And when Ratatouille pulls one hair, he knows he's got to put in, like, paprika. Are you kidding? This chef this can't do anything movie. Right. It did well? Listen. It's a beautiful movie. When you got Pat Oswalt and you got a kid's movie, how can you go wrong? Yeah. I get, did he write it? No, I don't know. <laughs> I think kids just love the sound of tired man. <laughs> Paul Giamatti presents <laughs> The Rescuers. Is, is Pat Oswalt just like a funny Paul Giamatti? Is that sort of... I don't know. Wow, I like Paul Giamatti and I like Pat. They both have an exhausted <laughs> vibe to them, but Patton gets up for it a bit more. Yeah. That's He's more true. exhausted lately. I saw Paul Giamatti on the street in Toronto, Canada. Oh, once. What, was, he, uh, was he being swept up by a street cleaner because he's a puddle of shit? <laughs> oh, fuck. No, he was, he was just... He was like a nice guy. He was practicing his lines, and he, we like locked eyes for a second, and he knew <laughs> that I recognized him because he was just walking. And I honestly, it was so fast. I turned around, and he was like fucking Batman. He was gone. Yeah, he knows. He was gone. He was like, nope, I don't want to. Boom, gone. And I, I wasn't going to like run up to him. I just... Paul Giamatti practicing his lines on the street in public is the most Paul Giamatti <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Presumably the line was, I guess so. <laughs> he was he was like hot shit for a long time. He's a great actor. He is a great actor. I really liked Sideways. Did you? I did. I mean, it's probably not a good movie, but at the time, 
for my age, I'm watching it going, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's going to be like to be yeah. an adult. Yeah. <laughs> On the road, sipping wine with my best pal. <laughs> going through some stuff. <laughs> getting through some stuff. Through wine. What'd I you can't think believe of... the Wings actor won. What do you think of uh, Sideways 2, Wine Time? Did you like Sideways 2 Wine Time? I haven't seen Sideways 2 Wine Time. It's good. Everard, how would they, you describe it? Uh, it's got a bit it's of pretty a... much the same, but this time they're in Italy. Yeah. So they're drinking different kind of wine. And they go to the mother country, baby. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, you say that's it. But the kind of different metaphors that an Italian grape can inspire, <laughs> you, it's unbelievable. I really don't remember the plot of Sideways, so I don't know if they resolved anything. Probably not. They probably just ended it on some vague thing, where like a metaphor for hey, life. Hey, come on. Who knows don't what's do that. happen. Don't do that. What? If you don't think that the notes of wine can inspire a six-movie franchise about a man slowly going through the most boring <laughs> aspects of a midlife crisis, you're nuts. Because, yep, we're six movies deep on the Sideways franchise. Six? They should call what it, are the other four, They Dad? should call it forwards, because we're propelling Sideways into the future. What were the other four? Everardo? <laughs> Everardo? What were the other four movies? There was Sideways well, three. three. They go to, there was yeah, they, time. they go to France. Sideways yeah. three, woe is me. That's No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's four where they go to France. Oh, yeah. So, sorry, sideways sorry. 3, Woe is Me, is where they go to um, Mexico. And they okay, spell right, M, sure. they spell me like M-E, like the Mexican uh, country code. And then X. <laughs> like the country code. And the X is really Woe small. Woe is me. Okay. The X is really small. And they have Mexican wine. Um, yeah. And that matches up, of course, with his uh, child turning terrible two. <laughs> and wow. yeah, this is when his son uh, is drinking wine out of a baby bottle. And he's trying to... Work with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so he's getting his, child, his toddler get drunk. Get into it. So, so sideways four, Vendamore. <laughs> All right. V- Vendamore. Love wine. Oh, Vendam- Vendamore. Okay. Vendamore. Oh, I, you said Vendamore. And I was like, like, it sounded like Voldemort or something. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's first of all, it's French for French wine. Uh, French for love wine. So they go to France. Vend- but anyway. there's also a villain named Vendamore. Who is like a Voldemort figure. He's got no nose. He looks like a snake. And at a certain point, you realize that Thomas Hayden Church is growing him on the back of his head. <laughs> wow. So that really opens up five and six to be like mm-hmm. a totally departure of the normal, you know, what. Yeah. Was, yeah. From that point on, it's a combination of Harry Potter and Mission Impossible plus wine. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and that's at the point at which Paul Giamatti insisted on doing his own stunts. <laughs> Okay. Is so, he on the back of a plane at yeah. one point or anything oh, like that? Oh, he never quite He's... gets that far, but you know, you see him exiting a cab without help. <laughs> you see him slipping on an icy sidewalk without help. And then yeah. carrying himself to the hospital for real. It's kind of all leading up to when Thanos comes. Oh, there's a, there's <laughs> yeah. a crossover? There's yeah. a Thanos crossover in number six? But yeah. his wow. name is Thermos. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's just a Thermos of wine. Is That's that right. right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church are furious because that's not how you treat wine. You don't put it in a thermos. <laughs> no, you put yeah, it in a glass. What's this guy doing with the thermos? <laughs> that's yeah. Paul Giamatti. And then thermos goes, it's thermos. <laughs> that's like his whole motivation is people yeah. pronounce it. And he snaps his fingers and all wine disappears. He snaps yeah. his fingers and Thomas Hayden Church <laughs> turns into a bunch of grapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Paul Giamatti looks at him wistfully. <laughs> And then you can see a moment where... He's like, well, I know what to do with these. <laughs> yeah. Then he steps on his friend and drinks them the way he would have wanted him to. And I'll say, when he steps rather athletically on all that wine, no stunt double. 
It's incredible. Did his own stuff. Five and six. Wow. Man, of course. Uh... Just skip <laughs> skip one to four and just watch five and six. Yeah. Watch the end of four so you get the whole thing. Like, Vindemore is around. And then just watch five and six. What's crazy is that Vindemore becomes their friend when they all team up to fight Thermos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course. Because yeah, that's the thing. That's the big battle. Kind of like and you know what's interesting? Arc. It's actually, I read on a Wikipedia article that Thermos is kind of like hinted at in the very first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's in the background. There's just hints. Yeah. Some people say that the director just reinserted that into new versions of the like re-releases, like George Lucas style. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But then again, it is sort of like sparkly CGI. <laughs> yeah, and at like one point, that sparkly CGI where he was, re- yeah, I think he was replacing bottles with thermoses and stuff. Yeah. That's right. There's one point where you see a thermos and you just see Paul Giamatti go, mm, not that obviously. Yeah. And then you see yeah. the thermos go, mm. yeah, they, they kind of linger on it a little too long. Yeah, so, it was you know, really weird yeah. to see like eyes on a thermos. <laughs> yeah. like, it was bizarre. And then there's that crazy part, which also I guess the director couldn't help himself from reinserting, which is when they first get to the vineyard and then a sexy uh, alien. Uh, wine expert does a little song and dance and like pushes her belly up against the camera Return of the Jedi style. Do you remember that? No. Do you remember it in Jedi? That was cool. In Jedi? That that was a... That was a... Oh my god. It's the weirdest shit in Jedi. Is that like a... That's not from the actual... That that was a thing he added. It's one of the things George Lucas added is like at Jabba's place where there's one (laughs) point where like before shit blows up and there's just like entertaining Jabba or whatever and he inserted this like little sexy pink alien who goes like... And she like shakes her belly at at the camera. It is insane. This what happens with that stuff? Why do why do people do that? That's Good question. I mean. So sideways, what the hell were we talking about? We were talking. <laughs> we went sideways. We were talking oh! about. Oh! And he did it. He did it. And he did it. Did it. He did it. He did it. And he did it. Did, did what? it. Thought he wouldn't do it. I did. But he I did called it. it out. Thought he mightn't <laughs> do it. But he did it, and he do it now. Okay, now we finally return to Andy's favorite question, which is... What? what does an economist do? Yes, let's find out. Oh, uh, you know, you like regulate the economy, you check what to do with the interest rate, yada, 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 same old, same old, same old, you guys know. Is it true that supply equals demand? Is that, the, is that how no, it works? No, <laughs> of course not. Supply and demand only equal each other when you're in, when you're in an equilibrium point. But we're never yes. in an equilibrium point, are we? Because we live in the real world. Now, I have a question. I when you say understand. equilibrium, mm-hmm. is this similar to the Christian Bale equilibrium film where they do gun foo? <laughs> I'm not familiar with <laughs> You don't with know it. that one where all emotion is suppressed through oh, drugs and social engineering? Wait, is that the same movie? Yes. Is it really? <laughs> yes. He, uh, he, goes around, he goes around and burns uh, pieces of art that might make you cry. Oh, I like remember that. The Mona Lisa. <laughs> I remember the opening scene being him and Sean Bean torching the Mona Lisa in a single tear <laughs> trickle down his cheek. And that's how you know he's in for it. No, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, well, the, the catalyst or the turning point is when a uh, trunk opens up and there's a little puppy and you're supposed to kill all cute things or something. And he <laughs> doesn't. He doesn't kill the puppy and he saves it. And I can't remember what happens to it. But then he decides to use his gun for, for good. Wow. The film Equilibrium with Christian Bale doing gun food taught me it was okay to be weird. Now, I have a question. It was a cool movie, mm-hmm. though. What do you mean by Equilibrium Point? Because presumably it's that. But if it's not, correct us. 
Right. Well, I mean, it, okay. So, you, like, there's a market, right? Like, there's a market for nachos, let's say. Okay. And and then I'm picturing like an Aladdin style bazaar market. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so there's there's a certain amount of nachos, and that's your supply. Okay. And then there's a certain demand for nachos. Those are all the ambassadors that want nachos. That's high. Right. And then you own the supply and demand only equal each other if there's one nacho for every ambassador but what if you're at this bazaar and somebody took two nachos bam now you're out of equilibrium now the market doesn't equal each other oh so the demand exceeds the supply at that point yes because someone got greedy yes wow and that's how wars break out i love that that's amazing (laughs) can i also just say as an aside supply and demand easily my favorite wwe wrestling tag team I like I love those two guys with real wet hair, and they always slap each other with their wet hair. Yeah, they take each other in. Isn't like, that yeah, all and of one them? guy's one guy's like, my hair's drying up. I need to wet my hair, yeah. and then supply slap me out. Pulls slap out me. a bottle of grease, and he goes, "I've always got what you need." <laughs> then they high five. That's cool. I wanted. I wish I had a brother. So we, I, when I was younger, so I could be like supply and demand. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Wow, I, that's not a, okay. They're a real maybe, thing. Maybe me and Andy that's, could one day. And every be like time they march demand. to the ring, they go, oh, oh, hey, oh, 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 hey, oh. <laughs> the right stuff. They sing the new kids on the block song, the right stuff. They do their own version. <laughs> yeah. The, why? Well, okay. I, I didn't know he that goes, that's what. Oh, hey, oh, supply stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then they do the whole chorus part again, and then the other guy goes, Demand stuff. <laughs> it's a really great tag team partnership name because demand always pins the guy, and then he goes to like high five supply for like the knockout blow from the high top rope. So he's demanding, supply is providing. It's like so tight. The announcers get so giddy pointing that out every time, and then um, and then you've got the fans mm-hmm. who go nuts singing, uh, chanting things like uh, like free market, free market, yeah, <laughs> and like capitalism. They chant capitalism, and then they go cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. I was heartbroken when people uh, resurfaced their old tweets and they had to get canceled. Wait, when they started tweeting the Communist Manifesto, it was really heavy. It oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, they turned out to be communists, and that was the problem. I think we've learned a lot about the economy and economists and supply and demand. Tell us one last thing we, that we might not know as uh, about the uh, about what an economy. Oh wait. Well, none of this helps me personally, but that's I guess that what we gotta matter. do, and this yeah. is the part we always forget. Yeah, we always forget <laughs> to help me. The whole point of this fucking podcast, while you started this, yeah, was to help me in my life. And honestly, it's starting to fall apart. I was feeling good. I feel like shit, and I felt like shit for the past month or two. What? So I don't know. I'm just falling apart. So I'd love some help with that. You gotta play the stocks. Now, yes, Miss Yellen, would you? Uh, recommend playing the stocks for Andy? Uh, no, absolutely not. I don't think Andy like, possesses the mathematical prowess to really succeed at the stock market. But he's got a whole lot of luck. Does he? Actually, you're right. I really no. don't, no. Yeah, and that's... Yeah, I guess so. Also, I, I don't know. I, you need money to play the stocks. Andy, do you have money? Uh, not, I, I mean, I do. I have some saved up. But, like, I don't have a job right now. So. Yeah, but you can invest that. Yeah, no, I take it back. You should play the stock. Yeah, I put it into a GIC. Wow. That's what I did. Well, Andy, you're okay. the only GIC. Well, I still live like... well, like, you, know. you live like an absolute bum. Well, Andy wait, lives wait, wait, like Andy, Jay why Leno. Wouldn't, why wouldn't you time. put all of your money into, like, you know, assets that could make more? Well, it's... It, 
well, a GIC does that or something. I don't know. No. A GIC, you gotta, you gotta that's invest. Like, that's like very little return. You want to invest on things that are riskier. You know what I mean? Yeah, like well, weed companies. But then I'll lose right? my yeah. money. No, I'm not gonna spend. I want to keep it safe and and slowly chip away at it to... as I don't get another job. Like, no, you have to live a little. You have to put it on the things that you believe in. I am 40 years old. This is like you don't start. I don't. Oh, you don't. You're yeah, not risky. 40. Okay, I'm 140. 170. But you don't risk. You don't. You don't risk at that age. I risk in your 20s and Andy, 30s. I've said this to you a number of times. And it's barely a, barely a risk for you to invest in my new weed company, Kush Kush in the Tush. Those are CBD suppositories, right? CBD suppositories is the technical term, but I prefer to call it nuggets of weed in your ass. <laughs> I actually think weed is a very good investment. Andy, you should look into it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to invest into weed. Andy, guys. take some advice from a little movie called Yes Man about a guy <laughs> who is just like you, afraid to say yes, and then for some reason he starts to say yes. So what I'm saying Wait, is there... you should say yes yeah, to why investing. Does he start saying yes? I think he sees a sign on a bulletin board. That is honestly the worst advice <laughs> to say yes to everything. It is a terrible, terrible. It's just that that's just bullshit Instagram fucking post. Did advice. I tell you about the guy yeah. who took an improv class and got so into the philosophy of yes and that he decided to apply it to his life and he was only going to say yes and to things for a year? And two weeks later, <laughs> two weeks later, they found him beaten in a ditch. That's oh my God. Is, it, is, that a, is that like true? a real thing i mean there might be details gotten wrong but everyone said that it almost immediately led to a hitchhiking experience <laughs> gone wrong oh, unless it of course being sometimes say no yeah you <laughs> obviously to, you have to be careful with your decisions in life because they'll just i mean that's the thing like i I'm, i have my money i want to hold on to it no but you have to invest in the things that you believe in andy what do you believe in i believe in more money i would love more money canadian short you know? film yeah, yeah, that's what I gotta do. It's you gotta get on a short a film lucrative board. world of Canadian short film. No, that sounds like a terrible idea. What about tech? Oh yeah, let's talk about because I know a lot about tech. I know a lot about uh, Apple, and I know a lot about like you know computers and such. Right. I could just buy stock in Apple. I have a friend who bought stock in Apple in two thousand, and he is a that, multimillionaire. Do you think that tech is just wow. Apple? Do you think Apple is just all of tech? No, I don't think Apple's all of tech. I'm just saying that that seems to be like a, a stock that's performing well usually and but he does have a poster right. from i'm an apple i'm a pc commercials but he he crossed out the pc guy and he put a heart around the apple guy oh, that's very telling <laughs> see i almost invested in that theranos stuff uh uh you know uh, oh elizabeth holmes. holmes yeah i almost invested in that when it first came out because it sounded great and that went south real bad so i'm just worried i guess i'm really nervous about that kind of stuff why don't you invest in some like emerging technologies yeah, like you can invest in my new Theramos uh, type company, Semenos, where I get a drop of semen from men across the country and promise to turn that into a baby. Is it like egg freezing, but for semen? Uh, except we don't freeze it. We just okay. put it in the tiny little vials and then put it in my Edison machine and then it shakes them around and moves them and spills them. And then I film the inside of the machine for a porno site. <laughs> what? A porno site is really into just semen shaking around and just... Uh... Flying all over a machine? It's the future of cucking. You're at a centrifuge <laughs> centrifuges are the future of cucking. Wow. And, and your Edison machine is more like a giant Fudora knapsack and the samples are just kind of sloshing around in there. That's true. Uh, I haven't figured out a way to automate the sloshing, so I do just hire a series of Fudora, Fudora delivery men <laughs> to put it all in a bag and slosh around while I film it for porn site. 
I think Andy should invest in that. Yeah. Get help you out That's and right. help him out. It's gonna crash definitely in nine months when you don't give any of these babies out. No, but he just he Does doesn't have to promise a baby. There has to be some kind of risk factor. You know what I mean? He's like That's right, and you I have... write it into the contract, you know, there's only a certain percentage chance that it'll turn into a baby otherwise it might not that's right mm, but that yeah. seems completely disingenuous because there's a zero percent chance a fudora man sloshing around with no egg whatsoever is going to produce a baby who's to say that a miracle won't happen and that the tech the technology we're constantly working on it i've got some of the gr- best lab technicians in the world and mm. i use that term uh loosely and by tech lab technicians you mean fedora guys I mean, Fudora guys. Or Fedora guys. That's right. Uh, the lab of the streets. <laughs> and the technicians of the cycle. Cycling uh, Fudora guys. If I knew that someone was delivering me food and there was just like actual human semen in there, even if it was, I wouldn't want that. It's only tiny vials that eventually gloop together into a bigger mass. Yeah, so obviously it's spilling everywhere and I'm assuming they're glass. Yeah, well you probably also then, if you're a prude like that, wouldn't want to know that there's several GoPros inside the Fudora bag filming this entire situation for porno site. All right, well I feel like we've learned enough. And this brings us to our final segment of the uh, afternoon. It's of course, the segment of segments Everardo's Quiz! Alright guys, so uh, this is a, a game that I call Netflix or Not. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so with some of the... I'm going to uh, name three t- shows, mm-hmm. and uh, two of them are real, one of them's not. Okay. One of them's, two of them are real Netflix shows, one of them's not. So see if you can guess which one. Okay. And I would say this game has a lot of potency because, you know, some of these Netflix titles, they're coming out so fast you don't even know which ones are real. That's true. You got to keep up on this thing. <laughs> so, okay, first one, The Rain. 6 years after a brutal virus wipes out most of Scandinavia's population, two siblings join a band of young survivors seeking safety and answers, but the answers can only be found in the rain. Netflix for sure. Wait, are you going to read 3 or we do just one at a time? Oh yeah, should I read all 3? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll do one at a time, I, I, Netflix, I guess. That, okay. that seems plausible. I think Netflix likes the Scandinavian shows. Oh yeah, are you basing that on Lillehammer? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only one. foray into a Netflix original. It was not very good. Was it not good? Uh, no, it wasn't. I, I wanted it to be, but no, it's okay. And it was a docudrama about the Lillehammer Olympics. Are you kidding? No, it was about. It was the one of the Sopran- the guys from Sopranos was in a comedy mob show about. He was a he was a rat, so he got sent to Lillehammer. <laughs> um, he was a rat. <laughs> yeah. Living on someone's head. No, he wasn't living on anyone's head. I, pulling, pulling the hairs on him, teaching yeah. him how to yeah. win the winter biathlon. Yep, that's what it was. You're right, actually, yeah. That's so what, what was the Netflix show Nagano about? Nagano? <laughs> oh, fuck off. So what was the <laughs> show, when, uh, so what was the show, Netflix show, so... Vancouver Whistler about? <laughs> that was uh, Polly Walnuts from Sopranos. <laughs> Goes to Vancouver Whistler. <laughs> And uh, he's like, it's freaking cold over here. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's, he says that so much. He says it so much. It literally, he yeah. just talks about how cold it is for, honestly, a season. And then they renewed it. Why did they renew it? Oh, my God. They were, oh, back in that day when Netflix hey. was just like, I don't know. We got to hold on to something. If you've Fuck got it. a show starring Bruce Springsteen's guitarist, Little Steven, <laughs> oh who's also a side character in Sopranos. yeah. Oh, you renew it. One. A good one. He's a good one. He was great. I don't. There's nothing wrong with him. It was just like a. It just was clearly not. 
they, they didn't have their best people on that. They were like, it was, it really mm-hmm. felt wrong. Although all the Netflix shows feel fucking stupid. Oh, wow. <laughs> Coming up swinging. So wow. we have two votes for Netflix, and I will put in a third vote for Netflix. Well, you're right. That is a real Netflix show uh, called The Rain. Okay. All this right, is, so this, what about what about this one? This is becoming one? easier because you've just taken one of the Netflix options off the table. So oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, here's where things get hard because there's only two left. Okay, this one's called... Makes it easier. Incrementally easier. Makes it easier. Kantaro, the Sweet Tooth Salaryman, a traveling salesman with an orgasmic obsession with sweets, must try to sneak as many desserts in all while completing his work duties. Is this fiction or is it a documentary? Um, it's a bit of both. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> it's like they they give real facts about like the sweets and the history of these towns in uh, Japan. Say that description again. I feel like I blacked out. There's so many words that okay. didn't fit in my There's brain. Kantaro, the sweet tooth salaryman, a, a traveling salesman with an orgasmic obsession with sweets. Must try to sneak as many desserts in, all while completing his work duties. That's yeah, that's definitely not gotta be fake. No, it's definitely. I mean, granted, I know that there's an entire Japanese show where people bite furniture and say if it's handy or not. <laughs> so I know, I, I know, I know that they can get away with pretty thin premises, but this feels too weird. Okay, before. You haven't seen the entire show. You've just seen a clip of it, right? On YouTube. That show? That yeah. candy you show? You watched the whole show. That's true. I haven't. So I'm just saying, maybe it's better than Oh, you there's think. a plot? No, not a plot. But I'm just saying, I've watched some of those Japanese shows where like it's a clip. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I watch the whole thing. I can't stop. So it's I'm this- not saying it's not a good show. I'm just saying they managed to make a thin premise work. <laughs> okay. All right. Kentaro, so that- when he eats a sweet, he like imagines himself as a dessert. And he's like, oh my God. And then like his head is like a ball of mochi or something. No, it's definitely (laughs) And then it plays out in like a dreamlike sequence. Yeah. And he's like, this is so fucking awesome. (laughs) So boring more than once. It's got to be fake. What do you say, Ms. Yellow? I think it's fake. I I guess I won't reveal the answer until I do the next one. Fair enough. Some suspense. Okay, final one. The Adventures of Squeak Bradley and Friends. Meet Squeak Bradley, a mischievous little squirrel who's always getting himself into situations, each more nutty than the last. I already know that that's the show you keep Yeah, pitching. that's not well, it. Yeah. That that's, is a show that I am working on. Uh, Kentaro is a real show. Kentaro's a, a real show. show. What the fuck? Man, Netflix is... Is it animated and is it Japanese? It's Japanese. Yes. It's live action. <laughs> With some, like the dreamlike sequences where he like eats a dessert is, so, I guess, animated as well. Like computer animated. I don't know why I denied it. I have seen that like... It's crazy. And Miyazaki not that exciting. affiliated film about raccoons that fly with their balls. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's a real yeah, I know. Palm Poco. I might just straight up steal that for... Squeak, a, a Bradley. Squeak Bradley script, yeah, which is an Japan. animated show that I, if you guys, Andy, you're a TV guy. If you want to get yeah, in yeah, on I'll, this, I'll, I'll definitely chat. Maybe with you can the, direct this. All of the people have animated it. Oh, you've got it. Hey, it's me, Squeak Bradley. Let's get nuts. And he says, you know, stuff like that. <sighs> Hello, it's me, the character. 
He refers to himself as the character sometimes. <laughs> Is this just shit you put on yeah. fucking Snapchat? And he's got a, a friend called Old Dog. And he's like, I'm an old dog. And so this kind of, yeah. it kind of writes itself. Sure, well, yeah, or no one writes it. The dogs are barking today. So that's, sounds, that's how it sounds like sore feet. It sounds like when you take someone's voice and lower it to make them sound drunk. <laughs> That's what it yeah. sounds like. It sounds like, is Old Dog played by Elizabeth Holmes? <laughs> Believe it or not, I, the, I am doing the voice of Old Dog. I oh, oh, no way. Way. Believe it or not, I could not have believed that. Put si- that in a Ripley's museum. What an amazing <laughs> thing. His signature bark. <laughs> the hell? All right. So yeah. any listeners, these will be on uh, My Gorgeous Son Instagram. Check them out. Give them a like. And uh, maybe, uh, you know, it's producers out there. Hit me up. Do you have access to the My Gorgeous Son Instagram? I do not. Uh, but Considering that was one of the duties we asked you to take on <laughs> as intern and then immediately pulled from you. Yeah. You I did uh, such a bad job. <laughs> I, uh, I, did, I would hit up people in their DMs being like, yo, follow us back, assholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think your show is delightful. I would absolutely watch it, and I think that Andrew should invest in it. And that's the thing. You had no idea wow. it was not a Netflix show. No. So this could be a real show. It, and absolutely. you've seen, I would assume, your fair share of shows. Yes. What's yes. the best show of all time? Bonanza. Uh, I think it's you the... Pri- I'm sorry. I think it's The Price is Right. Okay. Well, actually, yeah. that's, that's a good mm, show. Yeah. I guess when you're ancient, you with appreciate Drew? something with that much longevity. Yeah, yeah, I assume we're all talking about the Drew Carey version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. True. Yeah. That was a good show. It's a good show. I agree. (laughs) Other great shows? I really liked uh, Holmes and Yo-Yo. Have you guys watched Holmes and Yo-Yo? No. (laughs) Holmes and Yo-Yo? Is that Mike Holmes and Yo-Yo Ma? (laughs) Yeah. No, it was... Is that Elizabeth Holmes and Yo-Yo Ma? I used to watch it. Uh, I I watched it on YouTube. It's a... It was 13 episodes about a... uh, It's about a cop and his robot partner. Okay, and um, they—it's a—it was a comedy. And oh, it's like solved. a Sherlock Holmes type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Sherlock Holmes—he wasn't really—he was terrible. He was like a goof. He'd always screw things up. Mm-hmm. He'd always like trip. <laughs> <laughs> he would trip, but his robot partner was very serious. And for some reason, I don't know why, the government gave him as a partner. They give him <laughs> the only like a prototype robot partner, and uh, wow, yeah, cool. and they were both by play, played by very pudgy white men. I can't remember. Wait, the robot Wait, the was robot pudgy? Was? <laughs> yeah, they were both like, look. This, the robot know. had to be white too? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's the 70s. It's the 70s. <laughs> Robots Everyone are white. Everyone was 70s. white. Um, my favorite adaptation of Sherlock Holmes is Spurlock Holmes. Okay. You know Morgan Spurlock? Yeah. yeah. Who did Super Size Me? So he did yeah. a version of Sherlock Holmes where he solves crimes, but the entire time he has to keep eating McDonald's food. Watson says things like, take it easy, man. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, we solved the case. And also, believe it or not, I'm slightly unhealthier now. Yeah. I, the last, like, yeah, we know. These fries are still good. It's been months. The last shot is him. Uh, everyone assumed he was in a coma. <laughs> but he gives a thumbs up when he finds out the case is cracked. And then Watson shakes his head and goes, nothing can stop that man. One thing's for sure, we've had another wonderful episode. So thank you very much to our guest, Ms. Uh, Yellen. 
Thank you for having me. And uh, Janet Yellen, if I may say, I know that you're well immersed in Toronto comedy. Mm -hmm. Is there any Toronto comedian you would want to shout out with some social media accounts, media accounts that you could possibly point us to, please? Oh, oh, uh... I'll just I'll just toss a name out <laughs> yeah. there of someone I'm, I'm really into these days, Cassie Cow. Yeah, I really like Cassie Cow. She's I good. Think she's fantastic. I wonder um, what's her Twitter? What's again? her Twitter again? I can't remember. It's at the Cassie Cow. And the same on Instagram. Oh, that's, that's easy. If I remember correctly, cow is spelled C-A-O. Right. That's right. That's great. And, and Cassie is spelled C-A-S-S-I-E, which you wouldn't think people would spell wrong, but they spell it more wrong oh, yeah. than the last name. And you can check her out also in the Toronto stand-up scene. Just doing shows at all of the piece of shit bars that all of us perform in. <laughs> By us, I mean anyone but me a want- dad <laughs> a normal dad what a fun show um on behalf of Stefan, our producer um our wonderful guest ms yellen thank you for having me from the american federal reserve don't forget she's hundreds of years old <laughs> something we addressed a bit but probably not as much some total as we talked about the sideways franchise <laughs> Um, on behalf of our intern Everardo, who always gets the last word. Shout out to Ryerson. Shout out to Squeak Bradley. Coming to Netflix, hopefully. Maybe Hulu. And Everardo, do you have any new sponsors after brain gas fizzled out? Right. Yeah, we have sponsors. Uh, our new sponsors, Pens. You don't ever have to buy them, but they're around, and you always have one. Wow. Well, if that's how you, they're selling themselves, then that's <laughs> totally the opposite of how to do that. And Andy Bosch, yes. my sweet boy, gorgeous boy, who's already eyeing the clock. It's been to take five off. hours, man. <laughs> so <laughs> eager to sink into his gaming chair, which already has the groove of his ass. Get yeah, the, the leather's already coming off because, yeah. Yeah, it's coming off where you gripped the handles like a cat who's so tense from his indie games. <laughs> okay. And on behalf of me, too, it's Rolly Bosch, I'm the dad. Thank you for listening.